The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yes, welcome to the Windy City. It sure is today. Yeah. It feels like Chicago. Blown like crazy. Oh my gosh. I haven't seen any trees fall down today though, so we've been good for that. You know, oh, I actually, someone we know who's been on the show, mm. um, God love him, the Hudspeths, mm-hmm. uh, who own the Four Generals Brewing down mm-hmm. in Renton. Right. Um, Little bit of a hero in my mind right now. Uh, a cottonwood down in the Fairwood area of Renton fell on a vehicle. Unfortunately, one of uh, the driver, that, so two parents and a child in the car. And one of the parents yeah, went to the hospital. The other one didn't, didn't make, make it. it. He was of the people that helped get the toddler oh. out of the car. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, Yikes. you know, be careful out there, folks. I mean, when it gets wet and windy like yeah. this Stay and inside. trees get uprooted yeah. and branches are gone, be careful. Be careful. Build a fire. Be careful. Now's a good time to think about having your emergency kit, like that flashlights. Is a great idea. Possible food. Yes. Maybe some way to cook it. Yeah. Hand winding. Blankets, things to stay you know. warm. You oh, yeah. yeah. Better to think about that now because what's the mm-hmm. what's the I, I forget the, um, the the terminology but basically all it takes is about three days yes without power before before full anarchy you know falls into place and, and our society mm-hmm. starts to crumble so yes <laughs> make sure you've got some food and water water and in particular because well it, I mean we, we have the hurricanes that happen that remind us all how how difficult that can be when people are without their water resources that's right and it's been about what 15 years oh no 17 years since we've had a big shaker around here too so that could always happen earthquake I know what you meant I know Shh, I'm knocking on wood right now don't jinx yeah, it don't want to jinx it don't us. jinx it <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks for that. We're right down in the corner where it's going to liquefy. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Be there quiet. You go. <laughs> but uh, back to why we're here, because yes. every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you information on real estate mm-hmm. and finance. And this is a live call-in show. It is. So if you have questions for us or our guests, which we have a good one today, yes. you can reach us toll-free at 866-712-1300. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of shaking, yeah. what's shaking in the... Uh, Mortgage markets. Well, uh, in fact, is I there a lot of rattling around? Uh, they're, they're actually we're, we're we're fairly stable so far this week. It's been up. It's been down. Friday was a little bit ugly, putting some upward pressure on interest rates. Uh, the financial markets are still trying to sort out the tax plan that's being bandied around oh, Congress. Yeah. And one day they think it's a good thing. The next day they think it's a bad thing. So rates go up. Rates go down. Uh, but right now, we're hovering a little bit higher than we were last week. The conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate national average, 4.02%. Yeah. 
Uh, last week, we were a little bit under 4%. So we're still sort of right in, you know, right in that range, but uh, just drifted up a little bit. A 15-year fixed rate is hovering right around 3.33%. Still good. FHA and VA, 3.625%. <gasps> nice. And jumbo, 30-year fixed rates hovering around 4.18%. Still good. Oh, yeah. Still They're good. still hanging in there just fine. Uh, we are expecting next month the mm-hmm. Fed is meeting in December. Mm-hmm. We think they will do an increase yeah. in interest rates. If they do, it's it's a very short-term rate that they right. increase. It won't necessarily directly affect mortgage rates, although it could affect things like credit cards, car loans, or home equity lines of credit, or anything that's tied to prime rate you know, can be impacted by that. So we're looking for a quarter point mm-hmm. increase uh, by I the had, Fed in December. Yeah, I was having a lot of discussions about that today because uh, I don't know if you realized it, but I was at a, uh, a small convention today. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes, I was at the first annual NWSPR event, which that stands for the Northwest Staff Physician recruiters. Excellent. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of relocation with Mm -hmm. physicians moving to our area because, as everyone knows, medical profession in this area is growing and growing and growing. A lot of the businesses, you know, Everett Clinic, uh, Providence, Kaiser Permanente, you know, Valley Medical, all these, UW, all of them are just growing like crazy, just like a lot of our tech firms are. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to get people to move here. So Um, This event was for six states of the HR professionals who are all part of this kind of program. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the question was about rates, what's going on, because a lot of the physicians moving here need to have jumbo loans frequently. Yes. Right. And then there's a lot of questions being thrown at me, even from some of the other participants who are maybe first time buyers going, so what's this thing about the mortgage interest deduction? Mm. Like what's going to happen with the Mm -hmm. new tax package? Right. Yeah. Where where are things going? Big questions. And and, and all that needs to get sorted out here. And especially Mm -hmm. for physicians, if you're looking at a big loan amount, which can be a significant effect. Anything over, what is it? 592, 50? Yes, in King County, Snohomish, and Pierce County, $592,250. Mm-hmm. That number may change, though, in a couple of weeks. Typically, that, that number, well, or, most no. likely, yes, because okay. uh, you know it's, it's based on median sales prices for our local metro SMSA, our statistical market area. That and, probably means upward, And it then. probably <laughs> means upward. And typically, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac make the announcements on that loan amount change on mm-hmm. Black Friday. Ah, oh, that's right. Coming so, up. Coming up here. Coming up. Yeah, a couple weeks away. Uh, you know what? We're going to have that same week. Mm. Pie. Oh, yeah. We're pretty yeah. excited. We're doing our first annual pie giveaway. I love pie. Yeah. yeah. Me too. And yeah. not just the number, right? <laughs> no. I love pumpkin pie. I don't care about the number. You I know? like the pie. <laughs> Well, annual pie day, right? It's like, so yeah. it's fun. But no, we, we're doing our first annual holiday pie giveaway for our client base. And I'm super excited. We've got tons of people who are going for the free pie. I just love it. We're going to make it like a little fun event and nice. give away pies. And then we're also going to do some donation of pies as well. Excellent. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, really looking Very forward excited to that. about that. So going to do that at a local senior center. Excellent. Well, that's some good news. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got some bad news. Oh, a little what? bit. Well, uh, it's uh, we've talked about this on the show uh, over the over the months. Mm-hmm. Sort of the continuing war that the city of Seattle is waged uh, against landlords. Yes. Did you hear what the city council passed? Their newest resolution. Oh, the one about vacation rentals. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I just got into a Facebook fight with somebody about it. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, 
Yeah, so the city is now going to start regulating short-term rentals, meaning any rental of less than 29 days or 29 days or less. And uh, if you have short-term rentals, you will be limited to two. You cannot have more than two short-term rentals. There may be a few exceptions on certain neighborhoods, but most likely it's going to be limited to two. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. And you what if somebody right. what if someone already owns more than two? That's a problem. And what are they going to do? Get, force them to sell it? It's, or it's it's a possibility. That's something that's going to have to get sorted out or they'll have to work out some sort of a waiver waiver program, but this is not good news. So that's actually passed? When's it going into effect? Uh, I don't know when it's going into effect yet. I think it still has to be written into law, but they've basically agreed on it. Uh, There will be a licensing fee. You'll have an annual license fee of $75 per unit. You will also have to pay a tax. And if you're renting out your whole house... See, it was the tax that someone was fighting with me about. mm, Well, the tax is going to be $14 a day if it's a whole house that you're renting out. Or $8 a day if you're renting out individual rooms. Isn't it per room? Yeah, per room. So if it'd be eight per room or 14 14. for the whole, for a max of 14. Well, that's interesting. So, okay. Now, I kind of understand that part because anyone doing like the VRBO, Airbnb, those similar kinds of programs, they're competing with the hotels and Mm -hmm. we lose the hotel tax revenue. Like that, I right. understand. Mm-hmm. But this restriction on how many you can have, what what's the point of that? Well, the the point of it is, uh, I, I again, it's sort of a war. They don't want um, small people competing against hotels. You know, essentially, this is sort of what where that's going. So they don't want somebody making a whole business model out of mm-hmm. renting Airbnb, that sort of a thing. They want uh, maybe a mom and pop onesie twosie sort of a thing. Okay. Uh, that is more of a social engineering aspect because they figure someone might have one or two rentals or rent out a room here and there to mm-hmm. help them with the high cost it takes to live in oh, the yeah. city. Oh, yeah. There's a so lot of people sort of doing that point, right now. The point behind yeah. that. Uh, but uh, they don't want somebody doing this as an actual business, apparently. Well, again, I'll go back to I get it if they're feeling like they're losing the tax revenues that help pay for things that go mm-hmm. on in the city. But I find it really interesting that they are trying to restrict your ability to own property because it goes back to some of the same things that they were doing with other landlordy. Because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, anecdotally, I, you know, I have a bunch of people who are looking for rental property right now in the area. And it's funny because most of them are looking outside of the Seattle city limits, but we have searches that are set up for a multi-county area because that's what we cover, you know, Snohomish, Pierce, and King County. And so I get all the listings that are coming in, at least through the Northwest Multiple, and the large preponderance, I mean, there was hardly any coming on at all in the last several years. But since City of Seattle has gone or the council has done the changes that they've done mm-hmm. um, every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like multiple oh. units are coming on mm-hmm. and they're wild prices. I mean, I'm seeing duplexes going on market for between 800000 to you know, 1.8 million mm-hmm. in some cases. Right. I mean, just because re- they're in like some of the prime areas of the city, and they're properties that have been under one person ownership for many times, 20, 30, 40 years in right. families, and they're just saying, Forget we're it. done. Yeah, we're done. Up. We're going to yeah. take our assets and we're going to go somewhere else. Move somewhere else. Somewhere with more them. friendly. Yeah. I mean, right. it's just nuts. I used to hardly ever see anything come up. And here's the thing that's really sad too, Eric, because this is what we we kept saying. Who they're impacting are the people who provide 
affordable housing. And the thing is, I have to look for those investors to see where their potential for cash flow is potentially. And there is none because the majority of all of these have all been rents for under $2,000 a month. I see $650, right. $950, $1,200, $1,500, $1,800. I mean, they're all in that gamut. And of course, they're not going to stay those numbers once they sell to somebody else. Well, they're not going to be rentals anymore. They're going to no, be, they're not they're going to be, be rentals. Owner-occupied. Yeah. That takes more properties out of the rental pool. It absolutely and will. further exacerbates the problem. Yeah, they've really shot themselves right. in the foot on this one. And, and this, this new regulation, not only will there be licensing requirements, business license mm-hmm. requirement, taxes, per yeah, head the taxes. The person who could buy that expensive mm-hmm. property and then maybe have an Airbnb right. is now going to be limited. Right. Because of just even the paperwork, because you'll, of course, yeah. be required to report your your rentals right. and the number of days that you've rented and where you're renting and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. So so this is uh, going to be just Lots one excitement. more. Ba- one more yeah. you know, in, the, in the war against landlords. Well, yeah. when we come back, we're going to be jumping on an airplane and flying around <laughs> Seattle. Take with, it away. Uh, James Young, Seaplane Scenic. So stay tuned for more Open House at Team Reba. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba. And we're here every Tuesday at 3 mm-hmm. o'clock bringing you information on finance and real estate. Yes, and, uh, and related topics. And related topics. And yeah. today we today have Today we don't really have topic. a totally related topic. Hmm. Well, because well, one of the things we do talk about are local businesses and regional impact and, you know, things of that nature. Absolutely. What, what were you going to say that flying planes is a related topic to real estate? Well, you can see real estate. You can. You know what? So there you yes. go. Yes. So we have James Young, who is a certified flight instructor and also the owner of Seaplane Scenics, which also does scenic tours. Mm-hmm. You don't just teach flying, right? So. That's right. We do scenic tours, charter flights, uh, and flight instruction. So you can see us to channel your inner pilot, or you can just come and take a ride and see a lot of real estate. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I have a quick question for you. You just said charter flights. What's different between a charter flight and a scenic tour? You oh, just well, get like FA- your own The FAA people? loves to make the differences between these things. So basically, oh. it's a private flight, which uh, the scenic tour may not be private, just your group. Charter flight mm-hmm. would be. And okay. uh, scenic tour is limited to 25 statute miles from your point of departure. Otherwise, the FAA classifies it as a uh, charter flight. Got it. So if I need really? to fly more than 25 miles, which happens pretty darn quick when you're up in the I air. I was going to say, that doesn't seem 100 like 100 to 130 lot. miles an hour, you can get 25 miles away in pretty quick order. Or you just fly in circles. Uh, our scenic tour uh, primarily goes downtown Seattle, but we can also make it just out to Snoqualmie uh, Falls. Okay. Or uh, just almost to Hood Canal, otherwise you become a charter flight. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So now I was on your website earlier and... And that's seaplanescenics.com, by the way. Um, you have three locations, though, that you talk about because there's Seattle, Kirkland, and Renton. Is that correct? That is correct. We go from the Wiley Post seaplane base. It's co-located with the Renton Airport in Renton. Okay. And then out of Carillon Point, which is in Kirkland, mm-hmm. the uh, marina there, fantastic outfit also. And yeah. then we have an uh, airplane on wheels, which goes from King County Boeing Field in the Clay Lacey Jet Center. So Clay Lacey's like a, a private terminal. Yeah. Executive I drive by there yeah. all the time on mm-hmm. my way to and from here when I don't want to be on I-5. 
So I'm like right next to it, which included this morning while commuting to the Kimpton Hotel, Hotel well, Monaco. <laughs> well, so so James, walk us through kind of a typical uh, excursion. So yes. let's say I've got some family coming in from out of town. They're mm-hmm. new to Seattle, never seen it before. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they going to see? Well, uh, it starts out always uh, either at the dock or the FBO. FBO is fixed base of operation. We love Thank acronyms you. in aviation. Mm-hmm. We FAA love them in especially. all fields. That's yes. Right. <laughs> so uh, you'll meet at the locations, uh, either you know Kirkland uh, or Seattle or down at Renton. Uh, you'll meet your pilot, and uh, you'll get to uh, take photographs. Uh, you're always in an interesting environment, either at the airport or on the dock. Mm-hmm. Um, get in the airplane, get your uh, safety briefing, just like you would in the uh, in the airlines get to uh, talk to your pilot. Everybody has a noise-canceling headset, so you'll be able to communicate whether you're sitting by the person you're uh, coming with or they're in the front seat or the back seat or with uh, wherever they happen to be. Uh, you can okay. communicate uh, with ease. I so like we- that because I've been on a different air tour with someone and it wasn't like that and I was very claustrophobic and having some trouble. <laughs> well, it's fantastic too because if you are a nervous person uh-huh. uh, and you have, uh, I say nothing's ever Inclo- scary. T- but small enclosed spaces for me. That's right. Some things may be more thrilling for folks than mm-hmm. others, but it's always scenic and beautiful. Right. That being said, uh, if you have something that you think you might be a little thrilled with, you can just uh, call out right through the intercom and say, hey, what's happening? Yeah. Did we hit a bump? <laughs> or what's over there? Yeah. Um, and, you know, in, the, in a good way, too, you can say, hey, look, we're flying by a really neat house. You know, whose house is that? That house right. is enormous. And we fly along Mercer Island and uh, Medina. Nice. See uh, okay. the richest man in the world's house frequently. Right. <laughs> the okay. floating bridges. We have the longest floating bridge in the world. The uh, yes, 520 floating bridge. They'll pass the University of Washington. You'll see uh, Lake Union, the Ballard Locks, head all the way out to Elliott Bay, mm-hmm. uh, downtown Seattle, and uh, sports stadiums. And the neat part is, is we uh, fly a basic you know, circle around downtown, but if you let your pilot know what you're looking for, uh, they'll be able to point it out and uh, get you worked in. Oh, nice. That's pretty neat. And we do custom tours, too. So that uh, was kind of the description of the 20-minute okay. flight time city tour, but we also do uh, uh, hour-long tours or, or longer. They okay. can uh, turn into charter flights pretty easily, but that's... Uh, more of a nuance. Okay. Uh, the FAA, of course, cares. But uh, for us uh, and the clients, it's not as critical. Is there a big cost difference of having it be between scenic and charter also? It is. It's booked by the hour. So it, it, it's okay. uh, it's a hourly and group rate. So if you're just a, a couple okay. or a single person, it's a lot easier to do the uh, the standard tours versus the charter flights. Okay. Got, Got it. it. And but what type can, of uh, planes are you flying? We're flying Cessna products. So okay. Cessna built Wichita, Kansas. How Did big, you though? happen I mean, to these know? These are uh, six-place Cessnas, or uh, we have a six-place and a four-place. Did you know that that's where I moved from? I did not. No. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mostly grew up in Kansas, and so don't say anything, you bald guy over there. Yeah. No. But don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> James Lots has a full head of hair, so it's head. my co-host people. Yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I moved out here in 1989 because a roommate of mine worked for Boeing. But of course, you know, growing up, we were called, you know, the. Uh, airplane capital of the world kind of thing because we had Cessna, Learjet, Boeing, and all, you know, of course now it's mostly Spirit, but, um, but Cessna is still there. I believe, you know, my, yeah, my dad worked for Beechcraft way back when, you know, before they had issues and such, but yeah, so, you know, but, uh, okay. So Cessna planes. So I just have a, a curiosity then. So since you also, you mentioned two of these are float planes, Okay. Yeah, two are float planes. So it's possible when I've been in and out of the Park Shore Marina with the boat my husband and I have, and we see one of those 
seaplanes coming in. That might be you guys? That could be us. Uh, we're the only ones that go in and out of the Carillon Point or Kirkland, so we're the only ones okay. on the east side. Uh, our airplanes are blue and white uh, okay. or white with kind of red. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're working toward a, a cohesive paint scheme of blue and white. Ah, yes. So if you see blue, that's likely us. That's you guys. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. Very likely. Okay. Is there a competitor that has a similar color scheme no. to you? No. Okay. So then it's not even just most likely? That's right. If you see a blue one, it's, uh, there are other private seaplanes, so okay. not every blue seaplane okay. is us. Right. However, yeah. we have a beautiful Cessna 185, Okay, and oh, that okay. is blue. Okay. Look, white. this guy knows all of his aircraft. I know a little bit about that. It's yeah. a shame that I came from a place where they build them all, and I don't know them like yeah. you do. Well, we have. I have a very good friend who's really into planes, and so he's had... Beach, you mentioned uh, Beechcraft. Mm-hmm. He's had yeah. Bonanzas, and he's had uh, oh, wow. some, some really fast planes. So, uh, you know, all low-wing, retractable gear kind of stuff. That, oh, wow. Uh, very, very cool. So it's fun. And, and, you know, every now and then, you know, you get, you know, he'll be, um, you know, in, in you know his local, um, local airport up north and decide to fly to Twisp, you know, or something to have breakfast. You know, it's just a cool, cool amount of freedom that you have What a fun thing to do. But, but, James, so uh, since... 911. Mm-hmm. It's different flying around here, right? Listeners, there was a big eye roll that came with that question. <laughs> <laughs> In the infinite wisdom of a guy I used to fly with, mm-hmm. he says to the young guys, they're complaining about new rules because there's always more rules. Back in like 1928, 29, mm-hmm. I think it was, the FAA had one page of rules for pilots. Now it looks like the Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. very thick. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is the good old days. Right. <laughs> yeah. But before that, yes, there was a significantly easier time to get around. With the seaplanes, we fly uh, out of controlled airspace. So mm-hmm. we fly in a lower uh, class golf or uh, echo airspace. So we're not required to communicate with uh, air traffic control. So that hasn't changed oh, a lot. No. We fly through a couple of the airport traffic areas. Uh, for example, leaving Renton Field Control Tower at airports. So we have to talk to people then. That's always been the same. Okay. Um, but we have a few things called temporary flight restrictions, TFRs, and they are over the sports stadiums during events. And those okay. can. And uh, that makes sense. And those, those are just. So now we have a whole lot of paperwork. We put in a special number into a uh, little transponder. So we pop up on radar for everybody that says Seaplane Scenics. And we fly a more specific route where when we have no. Stadium TFR, for example, we can pretty much fly wherever we'd like to, which is really fantastic. Someone says, "Hey, my house is over in Magnolia. Well, we can cruise over there. By. Yeah. yeah, take throw, a peek. Throw some water balloons out the window, right?" Well, there's those rules coming oh, back oh, in. Man. So back in the <laughs> day, we, we could drop things out of airplanes, but now we cannot. It's very Only specific you. regulation. <laughs> Only you, Eric, would be like, yeah, let me see if it fly over by my brother's house. Well, I gotta, if, <laughs> if gotta I'm in a small plane, him. I'm thinking strafing run. You know, oh, my gosh. Sort of what was in my well, mind. Well, we used to yeah. do that as contests. So we'd go down mm. to Copalis Beach, which is actually in the summertime a legitimate state airport, and we would drop little lunch bags of flour on targets, and we would do that as contests as part of fly So fun. <laughs> See, Which oh, is that's really a, fun. It is flower. totally immature, but it's so well because oh, flour okay, okay, would be beautiful. Kind of explosion. Explosion. Oh yeah, yeah, big, yeah. I could totally imagine and it leaves that. a very large kind of spot. So you can figure I, out yeah. exactly where you drop. Absolutely, yeah. I could see where that would happen better than red dye. See, I know your mistake, Reeb. You're thinking that we're adults here. No, 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 no. No, you're just no. big children Give us a toy. with Give very us big like adult that. toys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. why do you think everybody wants to go do the big Tonka truck kind of thing down in Las Vegas? Now that you can do all the big, you know, earth movers and stuff, I want to go do well, that. Sure. And, you know, I I guess like say, to run over a certain kind of car that I typically see in the left lane. Oh, for here. heaven's sake! Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, just real quick, because James, did you say how long have you been doing this? 
I've been doing this since I was 16 years old. That's when I got uh, my license, or I should say my student pilot certificate. 17 of my proper license, and I've been flying floats for almost 15 years. Okay. Exclusively. So sometimes we call it currency. So sometimes okay. we don't do a landing uh, to a full stop within 90 days. We have to do three of them. Then we're okay. not current, say, on wheels oh, or floats. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, rare occasion okay. in the summer times, I, I am not current on real, wheels. I wish they could <laughs> so do that with real estate wow. agents. Yeah. <laughs> we should. have a lot of currency stuff, which keeps everybody in a very good position. That's really, really good. And I've, I've watched uh, the seaplanes doing their touch and goes, and especially mm-hmm. at that end of the lake, uh, you know, south end of Lake Washington. So maybe mm-hmm. that's... Actually, yeah. somebody in that uh, event I was at today was in a touch-and-go situation at the big airport mm. because mm. we had wind shears last night that were yep. uh, a, very kinda similar to news. those in Chicago. Yes, right. kind of made the yeah. news. Yeah, this guy was on the flight, and she said there was a lot of crying, clapping, and tears. That is a question <laughs> I have for you, though, James. Like, if you're in a seaplane, is there a certain level of, of wave action, wave height that would prevent yeah. you from making a sea landing? Well, the closer we can get to a shoreline, the more we're in the lee or in the protected area. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we actually have a little easier time, I think, than a land airplane because one, our runway is much wider, especially Lake Washington, yeah, mm. 22 true. miles long yeah. and, and five miles wide at right. points. But we can also see what's going on on the water. We can see wind gusts because okay. it changes texture and color. So Hold longer on, answer. Yeah. yeah. When we come back, we got more with James Young from Seaplane Scenic. Stay tuned. Open house the team rebound. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. R&H Inspections presents Words You Will Never Say. You know, I think our basement could use a fresh coat of raw sewage. Words this mind-numbingly daft will never part your lips because nothing's going to ruin your day, your week, or your home quite like a basement full of soup. If you're freakishly lucky enough to part with a mere $10,000 mopping up after this disaster, you'll be flipping somersaults. But if you jump on rhhomeinspection.com right now, you could certify that this kind of nightmare never pays you a house call. Because R&H believes in diffusing your home's hidden time bombs before they explode into disaster. That's why they've got a 24-hour turnaround on your inspection report. Check out a sample at rhhomeinspection.com. Plus, get a $50 discount when scheduling both a home and sewer inspection. Whether buying, selling, or you just suspect signs of trouble, don't wait. Visit rhhomeinspection.com and never say hello to homeownership nightmares. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Austin's from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Yeah, and we still have with us James Young from Seaplane Scenics. Thanks again for coming on today with us. Absolutely. You know, James, I've, I know I've had a sort of a, a love affair with seaplanes ever since I my boat broke down about 110 miles jealous? north of here up in the uh, <laughs> Desolation Sound up in Canada. And I needed a part. And uh, there were no parts around available up there. The best we could do is maybe put it on a water taxi. It'd take about four or five days to get there. And I called one of your competitors um, up at the north end of the lake, and I, I um, you know, persuaded them to walk across to a, a local a marine parts store in the same parking lot, grab the part. Ninety minutes later, here comes the seaplane, you know, into Big Bay, British Columbia, and there's my part. And uh, what a beautiful world we live in. I suppose these are, uh, as my brother likes to call Hashtag them. Hashtag first world problems. First world problems. 
Well, first, if you're in Desolation Sound, what do you expect to be Desolation? Right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So you need a seaplane if you're going to be in Desolation point. Sound. That's right. That's right. Oh, God. I love that. That's a great story, though. That is. Okay. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. So, I and prefer the commentary better. <laughs> well, there anyway. you go. Well, so so they're they're you know the and we see seaplanes around here. They're, they're I wouldn't say they're ubiquitous in the Northwest, but there's there's enough of them out there. Uh, oh, I but, thought you uh, stuttered. We see seaplanes. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did a funny. Ha. That's good. Well, actually, you did. I just listened. <laughs> so, Go ahead. So, so, so your 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 service. You have a you have planes. You're working out of three different areas. You're taking people on tours. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you ever have customers that are just sort of moving here and they want to see the lay of the land and kind of what it would look like? Mm-hmm. We've got lots of folks that come in that are uh, are thinking, hey, they're not sure exactly where to live, and they're not sure how far things are apart because they'll look on yes. uh, and get like a Google Drive time, and they're like, how could it take 30 minutes? It's only seven miles. And then exactly. they realize, ooh, I'm crossing the 520 bridge, and it's 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. So in a seaplane, of course, we can do that in about 30 seconds, which takes – a lot longer in the car. So we do get a lot of folks that want to do that. They uh, they come and they want to look at different neighborhoods. They want to see the lay of the land. And mm-hmm. then uh, a lot of times, anytime they have anyone to visit after that, they come. And so we'll get multiple people doing the same kind of basic tour to show their visitors or their uh, incoming people. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm actually, well, considering I was saying I was at that relocation event right before coming to the show, this is something that actually I hadn't considered before. Because one of the things that they were asking me about um, very extensively from all these different hospital groups was, will you do community tours? Because what they struggle with is getting real estate agents who are willing to take the time and effort to take these high-profile you know, relocation clients they have moving to the area and take them around so that they actually understand where they're moving to. Now, because this is a really diverse area in terms of what's available in each city and knowing about the drive times and the, you know, there's just so much. And the reason why a lot of the real estate agents won't do it is because for them, there's no money in it. Well, it takes a long time it, if it you're not doing it It takes a lot of time, air. especially mm-hmm. by car. And well, and, and to that point, most people, when they move to an area, don't want to buy right away. And so you'll get these agents that because they're so f- transactionally focused, they're like, no, I don't want to go do this long 12-hour tour or two or three days worth of touring people around to see the communities because what's in it for me? That Like that's what they're looking at. And unfortunately, they're not looking at it as a relationship kind of a situation. They're seeing it as just this, oh, my time is valuable and uh, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, is the people who are moving here for jobs anywhere from six, nine, 12, or 24 months later probably are going to go ahead and buy a home. And so that's what I was reassuring them is our team gets it. Like yeah. we understand that. Um, but I hadn't thought about the idea. Like I'm so excited that you're here after I was just at that event because I'm like, what an interesting concept that I could actually maybe get a customer up in a plane and really show them oh, absolutely. You'll be a able much to see. broader viewpoint and we could hit more territory faster and then say, here's kind of what you can anticipate. We could give them you know, a, a set of information about each of these areas and then be like, what, what seems of interest? I mean, granted, we're only a thousand feet up or whatever, but it's like, what looks interesting? And then let's go there. 
And then we could be much more targeted, perhaps. Well, especially if a lot of folks are, how do I say it, geographically challenged. They are, So they're driving absolutely. around these roads, and the roads are turning this way and turning that way. Like, People get lost like, here like, a lot when they're take, brand new. Let's take Briar or Lake Forest Park, oh, where there's gosh. not a straight road People, in there. Exactly. You know, I get lost, and I've lived here my whole life. So mm-hmm. I think it's really yeah. good from the, from, the, from the sky, at least, you can sort of exactly see what it is. Yeah, yeah. and we can circle over something, so we can, we can fly by. We can't hover, but we can mm-hmm. uh, do a, you know, a, a gentle turn around something and get a, a yeah. fairly long-term look into a neighborhood if that's what we're looking for. No, we can a- fly at 1,000 feet or higher. The higher mm-hmm. you go, actually, the farther you can see more territorial view. 1,000 right. um, feet is probably a, a, a good observation height because you're mm-hmm. uh, close enough to see detail but not uh, so close that you'll see such detail that I right. uh, can't see past the uh, into the forest past the one tree kind of a concept. Well, the, the, yeah. well, the famous thing I always think of is how did Walmart start selecting their locations? Well, they used to get in planes. And they would fly around and they would look at density in certain areas and decide what's the perfect location with so many towns nearby. Because then you're not like just constantly looking at maps sure, and trying sense. to yeah. you know, do all of that. But this is a, a similar kind of thing that you could utilize. So Absolutely. I kind of like this I, idea. I hear clients say uh, constantly, I had no idea. Oh, look how close that is. You know, Green mm-hmm. Lake is really to actually Lake Union. Yes. And, and oh, uh, yeah. The Leary Road goes quite far to go out, actually, to Shoal mm-hmm. Bay and Ballard. And yeah. uh, they really get a much better handle on, oh, so that's why traffic moves much better north-south than it does east-west. Correct. You know? It's like, mm-hmm. sure, if you have to drive around Lake Washington, Lake Washington, 22 miles long. If you're in the middle, you're looking at a 22 to 28-mile drive. And, mm-hmm. well, put that at 30 miles an hour, and you could be driving 60 minutes. No, absolutely. Well, and that becomes um, a big conversation for us. Like, we just taught uh, first-time homebuyer class last weekend. And as we go through the exercise of helping coach uh, first-time buyers into the must-have, nice-to-have list so that they can have a better conversation with their real estate agent when they get started in the process, fully, you know, about a quarter of the group on their must-have list was commute time or being close to mass transit, you know, that kind of thing. And this is a great way to show somebody like, well, here's where the sound transit lines are going to go. Maybe if you're going to consider this, you might take a look at, you know, where all of that action is starting to happen, which for them, when you're trying to explain to a person who doesn't know the area that well to begin with, you're like, well, it's going to go along this line, through shoreline, up to here, then to there. And they're like, I don't really know what that looks like. Correct. And they may say, oh, it's not far. I looked on the map. And then when you really look at it and you look down and you see that you're doing 100 miles an hour or better and the traffic's doing 15 Mm -hmm. and the distance you can travel. So it gives you a a pretty good idea what it's going to be like about double time what it would be with no traffic. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. So um, before we went on our break, Eric was asking about, you know, conditions for landing. I'm curious about conditions for flight. So, because uh, like yesterday, obviously being an example, that wind was probably not something that you would typically take a small plane out in, I would imagine. Well, wind, wind shear is something different. That's the yeah. change in wind velocity or change in direction. So we don't, okay. we don't like that. But if the wind is steady, then mm-hmm. the airplane doesn't really mind. For example, if we okay. have a 10-mile-an-hour uh, headwind, then okay. uh, we, all we have to do is point in the correct direction for takeoff into the wind, and we're... 18% to 20% of the way to takeoff speed. So okay. we love a little mm-hmm. bit of wind. Okay, so kind of like how when we're in the boat and we have something happening with sometimes there's wind or maybe mm-hmm. there's current, it's same thing for you up in so, the plane. So, yeah, so we like wind, okay. but we like consistent wind. That's a little okay. better. And then, you know, people think a lot about the, the sunshine versus overcast. Right. 
And, uh, you know, without the wind being a wind shear situation, it's mm-hmm. not really, uh, it's, it's a good thing. But we think a little more about that even than we would the, uh, the sun or lack thereof. Got it. Because well, with overcast, we get such great pictures and light diversity and uh, or disbursement. It's just amazing. That's something that we talk about in our real estate stuff all the time, too, is that because we, we get professional photography done. And I'll constantly have people saying, oh, no, it's going to be cloudy that day. And we're like, no, that's great photography conditions because of the diffusion of the light. Like you get great color saturation. You get all this great detail because you don't have the differential of the sunlight casting shadows and all the other stuff that goes on. So so you get the same thing when you're up in the plane. People Absolutely. get the beautiful photos and – and get, nobody cares. They get their best photos actually on an overcast day. Nice. Yeah. Because I know a lot of times in photography, they talk about like the morning break and sundown is sometimes like the golden hour, but that's for certain kinds of photography, yes. frankly. Yes. And when right? you get horizontal light, so uh, we do uh, tours kind of at the beginnings and the ends of days, but when you get uh, mm-hmm. some of the uh, horizontal light, it really uh, changes its color, gets very pink and very gorgeous, yeah. starts to reflect off the high rises of downtown because anything sticking up vertical, that oh, horizontal yeah. light is so pretty including Mount Rainier and right, uh, the Cascades, true. especially this time of year with a little bit of snow on them. So people say, oh, the summertime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's any time. It's yes. just different. You yeah. know, we've got a lot more snow. So when you get a little bit of that pinky hue going on to snow on the mountains, oh, that's some gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous scenery. Some of the best views of Rainier are when it's fully just in its glory and the rest of the mountains also. In fact, actually, the Olympics, That's I know winter has made it Well, when yeah, they get their I'm, first big snowstorm absolutely. and you're like, oh. They're covered up. Well, again. one of my favorites, and I've done a lot of hiking in the in the winter time, is is Alpen Glow when the moon hits those mountains. So, do you ever do sort of nighttime flights, or what? We can do nighttime flights on wheels. That's why kind of why we okay. have our wheels, uh, and mm. well. It's convenience also, but mm-hmm. uh, we are not allowed to do night operations on floats commercially because we don't have a lighted landing strip. So that's oh, important. Okay. So when we go to that the airport, uh, they've sense. got lights and a controlled environment. But otherwise, we're out uh, okay. doing our different uh, activities with the folks on the lake. So no, uh, no night ops in the seaplane. So let me ask you something because you mentioned um, or we talked about the fact you have a, a rent location. Will you be servicing the new Hyatt Regency that's right there on Lake Washington at all? We have been talking to those guys, and it is have quite you? fantastic. And uh, they're talking about actually putting in a special dock so that the seaplanes can have a very easy time to go up. Awesome, because they're talking about putting it. They're doing a trial test on uh, water taxis there. I just took um, – so for Veterans Day, my old bass player, Pete Martin, who I love. Shout out to Pete. Um, to, he's also a Vietnam vet. And so Veterans Day, we went for dinner there with him yeah. and his lovely wife, Val, and – bought dinner and so I was pointing out to them all the fun cool stuff that's going on and I didn't realize they were going to potentially yes the, do this they're thinking about doing tours where you can start out there and end nice. up in Friday Harbor do a whale watching tour come back later Love uh, the it. same day so I mean some really neat <sighs> stuff do your city tour uh, you know, go wherever you'd like. It'll be uh, another port. That's fantastic. The South Port, evidently. Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I think that's nice. why I might name that. Tie that in. I love that. No, I'm a, I'm so excited. I didn't even know that that part was going on. So, listeners, you're hearing some of that here first, probably. So, I'm loving that. I My hope they make that happen. News. <laughs> yeah. When really cool. when will they uh, know for sure? Uh, we're working on it during the uh, winter season here. So, hopefully, this okay. summer uh, activities okay. will be uh, afoot. All right. Well, we're going to be right back with James Young of Seaplane Scenics talking about this and uh, other related topics to real estate. We're going to surprise you with one coming up. Open House has open phone lines. 
Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. And we're here with James Young from Seaplane Scenics. Thanks again for joining us, James. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. Learning a lot about, about uh, seaplanes and flying around Seattle. And, boy, what a great, great uh, you know, vehicle thing to take uh, family and friends, folks new to the area around, kind of get to see the lay of the land here. So, uh, so let's talk about... The price. So what are some packages available? How does that work? Uh, well, our, our city tour, the 20-minute flight time tour, $99 per person plus tax. That's all? That's very inexpensive that when you think about That seems very reasonable. Yeah. It's not too bad. Movie now is better than $20. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. And, and sometimes not worth it. <laughs> this would be worth it pretty much any time. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah. Some, there's some movies where I'm like... I can't get mm. that time of my life back. Like, what the hey? <laughs> but this would be a totally great time. No, you're never going to forget yeah, no. flying. It is an unforgettable experience. That is uh, something I get to do every day, but uh, folks tell me that uh, nearly every flight uh, something that they're going to keep with them in their mind and uh, experience oh, for, gosh, yeah. for life. Yeah, so well, great. and I have family that come out and visit all the time, and I think I did this once wait i mean it's been a long time probably 15 some years ago i took a a niece of mine out on a a a plane and if i knew that especially with the price that you're talking about that i could maybe take a couple other friends and some family or if i had my mom come out like what a fun experience to take them all out on or even to like give a a special client or like i was talking earlier someone who's coming in for relocation and say Let's make this a thing and, and make it fun. And, and it, plus, because that's one of the challenges that people have when they're moving is how to keep their kids engaged and, you know, giving them a way to get excited about moving to a new place. So I'm actually kind of thinking of new and different ways that I could right. uh, oh, yeah. interact we'll, with a service like yours. We do we do mountain tours. We'll uh, yeah. do island tours. So some people say, well, I don't understand where the San Juan Islands are. Well, it is a blurred line between Canada and the United yes, States. Yes, it they is. They continue on much past our San Juan Islands yes. of the United States to the Gulf Islands up into Canada. But that's a fantastic charter flight also uh, to go mm-hmm. and just explore. And what's yeah. neat about those is we can stop and uh, stop, have lunch. So it's uh, we nice. have wait time. Uh, so it's $125 an hour for wait time. So you can stop, 595 okay. an hour for the airplane. Uh, okay. So you can take your group. Uh, four or five people. Four is okay. nice. Five works. Yeah. We do have uh, group weight is how we will say that. So you'll have five people with a thousand pound group weight. So <laughs> being politically correct. Yeah. No, go. no, no. I totally understand that. In fact, actually, five. my flight back from Brooklyn last week um, was interesting because it was a very full flight. And then I started hearing the staff on the plane talking about, well, we're about at our maximum weight. And I thought, yeah, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. So, okay. So, do you ever have to tell somebody? Like, uh, I think maybe this. We're very solution-based people, and on rare occasion, uh, we have to split flights. So that's our politically correct thing. So sometimes we'll say, hey, we're going to split your group into two groups. Okay. Uh, Okay. And it's not like a car. If you had, like, one, like, skinny guy on one side and one really large person on the other, 
plane's not going to like list to the well our, our weight distribution is more uh, forward to uh, aft okay the left or right the you don't get as aft. far off yeah. center yeah exactly right well like, in our particular airplane exactly as we start to load the weight goes farther aft and farther aft which is actually mm-hmm. ironically good for performance mm-hmm. so okay. we actually can uh, fly slower more more efficiently when we're a little more aft cg or center of gravity so when you we'll see say. a group show up are you automatically in your mind going forward oh aft, yeah i, I know you are aft. oh absolutely i've got their seats picked out you got a nice aft that's exactly right i think we're gonna <laughs> come in about 998 pounds this will just <laughs> barely make it i jokingly tell people i used to guess people's weight in the circus i'm really quite <laughs> oh good my at it gosh. oh my gosh yeah i guess you'd have to be oh Good gosh. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I need to get off that topic before I get completely politically incorrect. But <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I have been dying to know, uh, and I think this was when you and I met at the Eyes on Renton event. Um, so I kind of have a bug and, you know, a bee in your bonnet, a bee in my bonnet. That's <laughs> a better way to say it. Thanks. And um, about drones, right? Because I use drone photography. For our listings, but generally speaking, because that's another thing, you know, like, so you're a certified flight instructor and there's FAA requirements for you. And a lot of people don't realize that there was FAA certification required for flying drones. Absolutely. There's right? an unmanned uh, aircraft yeah. uh, certificate. And I actually know someone personally who had their home smacked into by about a three foot wide Drone. Some of the drones are not a small toy-sized shoebox exactly. size. Some of them are colossal. Yes, and they, yeah, she just missed. She had just walked off of her deck into her home when this thing crashed into her back deck and could have hurt her. And so we, you know, we have all these conversations, and you have people that, I mean, they, we joke about it now in society because you see like these commercials. There's a, com- a commercial on right now where the guy's truck gets smacked into by a drone, and then they show him and the dog enjoying them, you know, themselves in the truck. But drone activity has got to impact what's going on in your world. And especially because, you know, Local favorite, Amazon, love them or hate them because of what they're doing to the housing prices here. But most people love them. 63 or so percent of us all have Amazon Prime accounts. And we all know that they're Mm -hmm. going for drone delivery. And I don't relish the idea of a world full of airspace filled with drones doing all this activity. Because I'm like, I kind of like birds. (laughs) Well, you it know. is going to be challenging. Believe it or not, uh, you know, aviation, drones, all this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, wildlife does quite adapt to it. Uh, but they are going to keep their distance. And but if I won't be able to, to hear them. Well, that is an issue because mm-hmm. uh, sound is something that uh, the closer you get to mm-hmm. an object, the, the, the louder it is perceived. Right. So uh, that, that is kind of a challenge. Uh, as far as the impact, uh, negative impact to them in an aircraft, they're not supposed to be flying within five miles of an airport without a letter of authorization from the FAA. Mm. So they have to be very specifically educated to fly in the downtown area because there are two airports. Mm-hmm basically, on Lake Union. Right. We have an airport, King County Boeing Field, SeaTac. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a seaplane base at the north end of Lake Washington, Wiley Post at the south end. Right. And uh, we're going to have... Uh, so you said within five miles? Yes. Well, so that's... Okay. That's going to pretty much button up the whole downtown area. Right. So they're going to have some challenges. The good part of those challenges is that they're going to have to have very specific routes they fly and very specific things they do. They also have to fly under 400 feet. So they're not going to have a lot okay. of impact to uh, aircraft 
aircraft, we shouldn't be flying under 400 feet unless right. we're directly on mm-hmm. a takeoff or landing. Well, just stay away from the very edge or the center of the lakes because we're going to cross the shorelines at four or 500 feet above a drone, for example, mm-hmm. come in and do a landing and likewise climb out and do the same. So that kind of level of conflict is really low if the drone folks are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's a big well, if, okay. though. And, yeah, and if, that's if where my... Not, if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. uh, couldn't a drone cause a tremendous amount of damage uh, to a plane? Oh, absolutely. We mm-hmm. were joking a little about your boat earlier, break yeah. out another thousand. That's yes. the acronym for a boat. Well, right. we're a flying boat, so we're like that exponential. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you would uh, not be able to really uh, crash an airplane, uh, but you could damage it. Right. Um, you know, we can't ingest things like you would see in, uh, you know, the Sully movie, you know, where right. thing, things can't get inside of our engines. But we didn't, wouldn't want to bang them up because it's, it's, it's very expensive. Uh, the drone education and licensing requirements is going to be a big thing that's going to help a lot of safety and uh, people's mm-hmm. concerns. Uh, they also have to uh, worry about and, and work with the rules of uh, – you're not allowed to fly an aircraft and cause undue hazards to persons or property. Right. And we have congested airspace rules. You're supposed to be flying 1,000 feet over congested airspace unless you're coming in for a takeoff or landing. If you're going to fly the whole time over the city with a drone, you also still have to not cause undue hazard. It means you have to have a uh, landing, an alternate landing spot. So depending on how these package drones, they have a lot of things they have to deal with. I think they're going to fly them to building tops. And then they're going to run them down from the building tops and, and, and do that. That would be a viable solution. I'm a very solution-based person. I don't want to see a drone, honestly, flying down the street over my head. Mm-mm. Right. Uh, because if it has a, a, a mechanical, it doesn't have enough time to do something other than exactly. continue on its path. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. if they were to do rooftop deliveries and run them down elevators into lobbies, uh, that, that could work very well and be something we could all get along with. Okay. That'd be all right. All right. James, if anybody has uh, questions or wants to book your services, how can they reach you? Oh, we can be uh, reached on the internet, www.seaplanescenics.com, like scenic tour, plural, scenics. Uh, you can also call us, 206-499-2135, and, uh, or you can see us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, most of the other social media outlets. All right, fantastic. Well, we want to thank you, James Young, from Seaplane Scenics for being here with us today, and we will be back again next week from 3 to 4 p.m. on Tuesday, talking about all things real estate mortgage-related. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash Max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Business.